Hello, Malcolm here with a bonus episode for the Kingdom Come podcasts and videos and recordings we're doing on the Sermon on the Mount for the months of January and February 2020. And as you probably know, if you've been following the series, there's so much material in the Sermon on the Mount that we can't cover it all, at least not adequately, in the class series we're doing. So there's a few gaps and I'm filling these gaps with these extra bonus podcasts. Today, we're at the first few verses of Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 6. Really important teaching, so I'm glad we don't, we're not neglecting it. But let me read it for us, and then I'm just going to go through it, and let's see what we learn together. So, Matthew chapter 7, and beginning of verse 1. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Interesting. All right, I'm just going to go through it verse by verse and let's see what we learn. So first of all, do not judge or you'll be judged in the same way you'll be, you judge others, you'll be judged. The measure you use will be measured to you. It seems that in this section here, the beginning of chapter 7, we got Three dangers, building up to chapter to, to verse 12, which is often known as the golden rule, do, do to others as you would have them do to you. So the three dangers that would mean that we wouldn't be living that way and wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be Christ-like in that way. There's the danger of judgmentalism here. We've got the danger of folly after this with the pearls and pigs. And then we've got the danger of misunderstanding the Father, which is actually the, uh, the few verses after verse 6, which... As of the day of recording, Heinrich in Woking and preached on this yesterday. So you can go and look at that recording if you want. It's up online now. I just put it up a few minutes ago. So judging, first of all. So krino, krinoe can mean, means to judge. It can mean to discern, to, uh, to judge judici- judicially, to be judgmental, or my favourite for this context, to condemn. When I read this passage, I prefer to read the word condemn there rather than judge because the problem with the word judge is is it seems so negative when in fact making judgments is part of what we need to do as followers of Jesus but more on that in a moment so I prefer the word condemn do not condemn or you too will be condemned uh, we need to make judgments that's that's, that's the thing that's the tricky thing about this passage in fact Jesus tells us right after he's told us not to judge to make a judgment and in fact he makes a judgment when he says, uh, don't give dogs what's sacred. You've got to make a judgment as to who is a dog or not. Don't give, don't throw your pearls to pigs. You've got to make a judgment as to who the pigs are, right? So there are judgments to be made, but they're not condemnatory. We're not saying you're a dog and you're a pig and I'm not having anything to do with you. We're making a discernment of saying these are not the people uh, that God would wish me to give, share these pearls It's a judgment, but it's not a condemnation. A condemnation is something very much more intense, and it puts us in the 
in the judgment seat, if you like. In other words, we're playing the part of God. We're saying, I know who's worthy of God's love, or I know who's going to heaven and, or, or not. And frankly, since you and I aren't God, we do not know, because we do not know the heart. We do not know the relationship someone may have with God, even though we may be able to make some judgments based on behavior and what people say. Nonetheless, only God is only God is capable of judging in that sense, and only God is worthy of it. So this is what we need to avoid, is that judgmentalism or that condemnatory approach to people. Um, perhaps the warning comes here because if we've grasped the teachings of chapter 5 and chapter 6, and we've begun to live them and celebrate them, so we're living out the Beatitudes and all the other teachings, it's possible that we may look down on those who are not yet doing so. And so Jesus is putting this judgment in here to say the Beatitudes are amazing, live them. My other teachings, yes, live them. But in living them, don't then go around condemning other people because that's not the point. Because if you live it, if you live these, you will be the salt and the light. You'll be the city uh, on a hill and, and then you'll, you'll, you'll attract others and you don't need to go around condemning people. And this is something that we, we I, many of us I'm sure have done. And it's a rather ugly face of Christianity, so-called Christianity, that we see online. I see it, supposed Christians on Twitter and on YouTube videos condemning others. Uh, to say I don't think that's right is one thing, but to say these people are not of God, these people are, judge, are, 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 are instruments of Satan or things like that, I'm not sure that we're in a position to judge that or make those kinds of judgments. Carson, Don, Car Don Carson, D. Carson, I forget what the D stands for. Anyway, Carson, in his commentary on the Sermon on the Mount, on page 107, says this. He sees this attitude as a scurrilous sort of zeal. I love that phrase, a scurrilous sort of zeal. In other words, it masks masquerades as a pure zeal. But in fact, that judgmentalism and condemnatory attitude is a scurrilous sort of zeal. It's not the kind of zeal Jesus wants us to have. If we treat others that way, we will be treated the same way. The implication there, Matthew 18, if you want to look that up, verses 23 to 25, all the references will be in the notes that accompany this video, so you'll be able to find those on my website, the Thames Valley website, on the dedicated page of my website, which has all the PDFs of all the notes on one page called Kingdom Come. You can find them there, and and so on. Um, and, of course, this attitude breaks the one of the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, verse 7, blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the merciful, for they should be shown mercy. You can't be condemnatory and merciful at the same time. And then he goes on to talk about the woodwork issues here, sawdust and planks. The word here is carfos, which means a tiny splinter. Perhaps a, a little, a tiny piece of straw is what he's referring to here, as, as opposed to the plank, the beam, the rafter. And we're to watch out for that kind of thing. And here, interestingly, you know, most of the rest of the time when Jesus talks about hypocrites or says to someone or a group of people, you are hypocrites, he's not talking to his disciples, is he? He's talking to Pharisees and others. Here, he's talking to his disciples. If you, these are the people listening. He's not saying those Pharisees. He's saying, if you do this, um, if you do this, you are the hypocrite. So it's something for disciples to be very, very wary of. If Jesus' own apostle disciples could do this, then certainly so can you and I. The speck is there in the eye. The problem is not the diagnosis. The problem is the attitude. The problem is the inconsistency of applying judgment to another, but not to oneself. One of the greatest sadnesses of a critical spirit is that it compromises love.
compromises love. You can't be a condemnatory person and a loving person. The two do not go together. So remove the speck. As Carson says, the speck of sawdust in the patient's eye does in fact require removal, even if the operation should not be performed by a surgeon with a plank in his own eye. God himself blends justice with mercy, doesn't he? So we should, his followers, also blend justice and mercy. Right, then dogs and pearls. And this is tricky. I'm not sure I fully grasp this point. I'd be interested to know what you think this is all about. But I'll give you some thoughts anyway. So first of all, I'll go back to what I said earlier. Jesus is here, is making a judgment here. So it indicates that when Jesus says don't judge earlier, he's not talking about not making judgments, but just hypocritical ones, which are basically condemnatory in nature. Uh, he's also telling us that we must make some the same such judgments as he makes. So if he makes a judgment, then we must make the same judgment. Again, I've got some references in the show notes to other scriptures that uh, you might like to look up and do a Bible study on. Don't give to dogs what is sacred. The holy, the holy given to the unholy is unthinkable. Don't give to pearls. Don't give your throw your pearls to pigs. They'll trample them. What is meant to be admired forever is instead lost in this parable, mini parable. And then they will turn and tear you to pieces. I'm not quite sure what this means, but perhaps it is that if we're thoughtless in the way that we apply the truths that we know and love and live by, for example, the Beatitudes and the other teachings of the Sermon on the Mount, if we're thoughtless in the way we apply it, thoughtless in the way that we teach it, thoughtless in the way that we call others to it, if we don't use discernment and patience and kindness, then perhaps it's not that surprising if we get unhealthy reactions. Now, if we get persecuted for the sake of following Jesus, all well and good. And that's in the Beatitudes too. But if we get persecuted, as in torn to pieces, because we've been thoughtless and unkind, then we've only got ourselves to blame. And perhaps this is something of what Jesus is saying. You've got pearls. I mean, you've got the sacred things here, these teachings. You've got them. Don't chuck them around as if they don't mean anything or as if they're not valuable. And don't don't misunderstand the fact or don't don't forget the fact that some people are going to react very negatively. So be, be discerning in who you share them with and the timing of when you share them with, with people. So I think something is going on here about discernment. That would be my, my best guess as to why he talks about dogs and pearls and such like. Well, that'll have to do for today for Matthew 7, 1 to 6, some profound and significant teachings there that affect the way that we treat each other and those we would like to bring to the faith. I wonder what your thoughts are. What do you think Jesus was getting on about when he was uh, t talking about not making and uh, not judging other people? And what do you think, especially I'd be interested to know what you think he means by not giving uh, the dogs what is sacred and pearl, the pearls to pigs and, and all that uh, section there. So I'd be very interested. I'd love to do for today, but this coming Friday, I'll be teaching on verses 13 to 20 from Matthew chapter 7. That's the narrow and wide gates, the true and the false prophets, and thus by their fruit you will recognize them. So that whole section there, that's this Friday. And then on Sunday, um, whoever's preaching in your location will be teaching from 21 to 29, which is about true and false disciples and the wise and foolish builders. And then we're done for the whole series, which is amazing to think. 
Hope you found this helpful. I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you on Friday, if not before. Take care. God bless.